You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Matthew 26, 57 through 27, 56. 75 verses today. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. And Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus, that they might put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent, and the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witness do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him. And some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. And a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus, the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out, to the entrance, another servant girl saw him. And she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate, the governor. Then, when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I've sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself and throw down the pieces of silver into the temple. He departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, It's not lawful to put them into the treasury since it's blood money. So they took counsel and bought bought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. 
Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had with them a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who's called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with this righteous man, for I've suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept a watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right hand and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you're the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split. Tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. 
When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were also many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Well, as we've talked about, Jesus clicked all those boxes. He checked all the boxes that uh, the Messiah needed to check. Where he was born, when he was born, to whom he was born, where he fled uh, to Egypt and, and then came back out of Egypt, how he gathered 12 apostles, how he, how he defeated Satan in the temptation in the wilderness, how he gathered together people and healed the sick, cured the blind. He had power and dominion over the elements. He had power and dominion over sickness. He had power and dominion over demons and the spiritual forces. And yet, he was killed. And that he knew was going to happen the whole time. I think it's interesting in this section that it is chiefly set up uh, to to draw attention to the, the hypocrisy and corruption of the scribes and the Pharisees. And Peter. Uh, but more so, the scribes and the Pharisees. So, you have a man like Pilate who eventually condemns Jesus to death. And Pilate is looking for a way to let Jesus be released. Now, Pilate is not guiltless. But ultimately, he's, he's looking for a way to release Jesus... Whereas the scribes and the Pharisees are looking for every single way they can in order to have Jesus crucified. The leaders of the nation of the people to whom Jesus was sent. We've read the whole Old Testament, so this should not surprise us. This has been the history and the pattern of the leaders of God's people throughout the entirety of the Old Testament. And ultimately it comes to a head here. And so you have a man like Peter who is gung-ho for Jesus, gung-ho for Jesus. He would die for Jesus tonight, and yet he betrays him three times, fulfilling the prophecy that Jesus told him. Pilate's looking for a way to release Barabbas instead of Jesus, and the crowd wants him to be Jesus to be crucified because the, the chief priests and the, the scribes stirred them up. And they're mocked. So the soldiers mock him, and they, the, the Jews mock him, and and he's mocked and he's humiliated and he's beaten and he's scourged. But I want you to notice also that uh, it just says, and when he was crucified. It doesn't even, it doesn't talk much about it. It's almost as though Matthew in writing this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you know what crucifixion is. I don't need to, to, to talk about how the nails were driven into his wrists and his feet and Matthew just kind of says, and, and when he was crucified, he was still mocked, even by the other men who were being crucified. And so the note here is that Jesus 
unto his death is a man who is uh, who is mocked, who is made fun of. If you remember back to the Beatitudes, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven, for, for so they, they persecuted your father, your fathers who were before you. And so Jesus knows that this was going to happen. He knew the whole time. And the plan has now been accomplished. Jesus is dead. And God gives miraculous signs of a curtain in the temple, dividing the most holy place from the rest of the world, splitting that in two from top to bottom, making it very clear that God is the one doing this. And the tombs were open, many bodies of the saints. This isn't like a zombie apocalypse, but a lot of people who had been dead came back to life to testify to people. Now, before you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, how could that, how could anybody not believe that if, if that happened? If you remember, Jesus came back from the dead right after this, and, and he appeared to many people, and still many people didn't believe. So, so I would guess that it doesn't say it, but when the, the saints came out of the tombs, they appeared to select people and not to giant crowds. But one way or another, Jesus is dead. He is in the tomb. The Romans have killed him. The, the chief priests and the scribes are guilty as well. The entire world has come to this, where Jesus crucified a righteous man. And so as we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is and what he wants for the world, what he's like, what his heart is like? What does this section of scripture tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless you.